Hello, Community Health Center Advocates. This is Marie McCauley, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is March 24th, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today is my team member, Shamal Shepard. It's great to be back after our policy and issues forum. Thanks to all of our attendees. If you have any follow-up questions on funding requests or other federal policy issues such as telehealth, 340B, workforce and infrastructure, email federalaffairs at NAC.org. Our celebration of Women's History Month continues as we highlight the community and maternal health visionary, Jesse Collins Trice. Trice began serving as a primary care provider in 1967 and soon founded Miami's first federally qualified health center. You can read more about her legacy at blog.nac.org. Also on the NAC website, you can find our recent official statements, including our stance condemning the recent acts of white supremacist violence towards the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Please visit NAC.org to read more. Shamal, what's going on on the Hill? Hey, Marie. As the appropriation season progresses, NAC continues to push for an FY22 $2.2 billion appropriation request to support community health centers. You can find detailed instructions on how to help NAC in this request in your Washington update. The House Appropriations Subcommittee on Labor, Health and Human Services and Education has extended its request deadline to April 28, 2021 to accommodate updated earmark guidelines. Senate appropriations deadlines have not been set. NAC will send out an update when deadlines are determined, the Senate FY22 CHC appropriations letter is released, and Senate earmark rules are finalized. Last week, Congress confirmed Javier Becerra as Secretary of HHS on March 18, 2021. Republican Senator Susan Collins was the only Republican who voted in favor of the nomination. In contrast, Democratic Senator Maisie Hirono did not vote due to a family emergency, leading to a narrow 50-49 to 49 vote. The Leading Infrastructure for Tomorrow's America Act, or Lift America Act, was introduced by Democratic members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. In addition to provisions to modernize the nation's infrastructure, combat climate change, and invest in public health, the $312 billion infrastructure package includes $10 billion in funding for CHC capital project grants as part of the $30 billion investment in health infrastructure and $80 billion for the deployment of secure and resilient high-speed broadband to expand access nationwide. The Energy and Commerce Committee held a hearing on the legislation on March 22nd. Additionally, on March 19th, with a vote of 246 to 175, the House passed H.R. 1868, which would delay automatic cuts to Medicare and other federal programs until the end of the year, including exempting the budgetary effects of the American Rescue Plan from the statutory Pay-As-You-Go Act of 2010. The 2011 budget sequestration rules require 2% annual Medicare cuts to begin at the end of March. The bill now moves to the Senate, where it will require 60 votes to pass. The House Appropriations Committee recently released information regarding the earmark process. Health centers interested in pursuing a community funding project should follow up directly with specific members of Congress. The House Republicans vote to join House Democrats in reinstating earmarks with additional restrictions is expected to lead the Senate to restore earmarks. While NAC cannot support individual CHC project funding requests, we highly recommend all health centers contact their representatives and senators as soon as possible for further instructions to submit requests. And lastly, on the Hill, the House and Senate are scheduled to go into recess from March 29th to April 9th for district and state work periods. Now is a good time for you all to reach out to offices to schedule meetings or request CHC site visits. Marie, is there anything else going on in the administration? 
Applications for the Paycheck Protection Program close on March 31st, 2021. Health centers are eligible for the first draw of Paycheck Protection Loans if they have 500 or more employees, but fewer than 500 employees at each site. Existing Paycheck Protection Program borrowers that did not receive loan forgiveness by December 27, 2020 can reapply for a first draw Paycheck Protection Program loan. If borrowers previously returned some or all of their first draw loan funds, they may request to modify their first draw loan amount if they did not accept the full amount for which they were eligible. Second draw Paycheck Protection Program loans are only available to entities that have received, plan to use, or have used the first draw loan for authorized uses in its entirety. Entities must have no more than 300 employees per location and can demonstrate at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts between comparable quarters in 2019 and 2020. The House passed an extension to the Paycheck Protection Program application deadline. A companion bill to extend the deadline was introduced in the Senate but due to uncertainty around its passage, NAC encourages health centers to apply by the March 31st, 2021 deadline. Shamal, what's happening in health centers? Our hearts are heavy this week as we give tribute to Carla Pope and countless other community health center heroes who lost their lives to COVID-19. Carla passed away weeks after administering vaccines to others. Her bravery and sacrifice will not be forgotten. Please read the tribute written by her colleague, Kimberly Tweed, Director of Marketing and Development at Complete Care Health. If you or anyone you know would like to share a tribute about one of your lost colleagues, please email grassroots at nag.org. The podcast Trade-Offs has done a great job capturing the Community Health Center experience with COVID-19 over the past year in their conversations with Harbor Health. Listen to their update one year since the World Health Organization declared the pandemic in your Washington update. Lastly, we have a great advocacy best practice being shown by Oregon's Primary Care Association. They have organized a week-long social media campaign to help amplify the positive impact and value of Oregon CHCs with members of Oregon's legislature. Click the link in your Washington update to view their social media toolkit for graphics and selfie signs advocates can use to amplify their voices in Oregon's community health movement. Marie? The NAC research team has authored a new brief that goes over different funding and policies that support health centers, including federal health center appropriations, Medicaid, savings from the 340B drug discount pricing program, and recent federal COVID-19 relief. Although each of these sources contributes uniquely to health centers operations, growth, and innovation, they are all intertwined and crucial for health centers' continued existence. For more information and to check out the brief, check out your Washington update. Lastly, we have two March 30 webinars that you shouldn't forget. Join NAC and Representatives Tony Gonzalez and Peter Welch for a webinar at 2 p.m. on March 30th on COVID and the impact of community health centers on rural America. You can find the registration link in your Washington update. Also, join us and the Congressional Management Foundation on March 30th from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern for a webinar entitled Power Shifts in Washington, How Elections Affect Advocacy Strategies. Marie, I think that's all for this week. Thanks, Jamal. And for our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. Also make sure that you're subscribed to our Washington updates so you can see more Health Center news and what we're reading. In order to keep up with all upcoming advocacy events, please visit hcadvocacy.org backslash calendar. And for further support, email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. 
As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week.